Do you either of you guys watch Yellowstone? I do not. In my head, I'm like, is this a Yogi Bear thing? So that's <laughs> Jellystone. Wait, is it Jellystone? Yeah, that's where Yogi's from. Yogi, Yogi Bear. Yeah. I always thought Yogi was from Yellowstone. It just sounds the same. I, I get that, that's but like joke. I was that's I like would have joke. sworn it was Yellowstone. So I don't know if I just like as an adult I was like, Oh yeah, there's no Jellystone. It's definitely Yellowstone. Well actually there is. They they have a bunch of branded campgrounds like across America called Jellystone like parks. Actually, yeah, actually on our way to Falling Water we, we passed the Jellystone National I, I am uh, like so confused like, now. I'm like is it what's real and what's fake? I have no idea anymore. You were wondering, there's only one on the west coast. <laughs> one one Jellystone or Yellowstone? Well, there's only one Yellowstone National Park. There's one okay. of those. Okay. There's multiple Jellystone parks, and only one of those is in California or the West Coast in general. Okay, you've said so it's me mostly straight. an East Coast thing. I am. I am definitely. I, I that I understood. I okay. feel so much much better now. Yeah, I can go <laughs> on with my life. <laughs> is that going into the notes now? Like, is that another thing you're going to talk about in the show? <laughs> it's something we have to dissect when we get into the headlines. Fuck the rest of this DC fandom stuff. Where is the Yellowstone and Jellystone divide? I must know. I mean, I I think that's technically a Warner Brothers property. Oh fuck, you might be right. <laughs> Wait, is it? <laughs> God so. damn it! Crossover. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. How do you spell Yogi? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Wait. Is it? Why he's a- gonna Google Yoga Bear and he's gonna get all sorts of weird poses. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode, he's another year older, another year wiser, another night wasted recording this stupid-ass podcast, Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? And also, he really only agreed to be on here to talk about one thing, and now I've got him locked in for all kinds of other random shit we're going to talk about, Ian Leidick. I'm very upset with Brian. I wanted a nice, chill 40-minute episode to mostly talk about anime before we could finally get this anime podcast started, Anime Guys and the Super Friends. But Brian had to go and ruin that, and now he's going to have to carry that weight. Anime guys and the Super Friends. How long did it take you to think up of that name? Like, as I was talking. <laughs> it it kind of shows. I'm not going to lie. It kind of shows. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I was originally going to... We're originally thinking... Personally, I was originally thinking to take this week off from recording. We weren't going to do anything. Uh, some stuff dropped. Ian and I were talking about the he kind of suggested, hey, let's let's talk about, like, three things. We'll keep it short. And then I was like, well, you know, we'll, this other thing happened. Maybe maybe we'll put this in, and and maybe we can add this in. Next thing you know, I got, like, six pages of crap here that I'm going to try to roll through. So we're going to try to keep this as quick as possible, uh, but we'll see how it goes. So, again, hopefully it's quick. I'm going to streamline this as much as possible. Uh, we kind of turned this into a headlines episode, so I'm going to do my best to get through it. Um, we'll do the quick hit ones like we've been doing, which if you haven't listened before, I'm just going to try to get through some announcements and stuff quickly. Uh, if these guys want to chime in briefly, we'll talk about it quickly and then just move on to the next one and just try to keep going rapid fire through some stuff. We have a couple topics at the end 
that might take up a little bit more time if we get hung up on them. There's uh, some Marvel stuff. Uh, we got an Uncharted trailer, DC fandom stuff. Cowboy Bebop is something we originally were going to talk about. Yeah, uh, it got so we're cut. Gonna, it it, got it, it didn't time. get cut. It's still there. It's still there. I will dangle that carrot to you for the end of the episode so you stick around. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll catch up to that stuff at the end. Probably be a little bit longer than what we hit here at the beginning. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to try to just r- rattle through some stuff. Bear with us. I will be talking a lot. We'll see what these guys chime in with. Uh, so we're going to get going, start the timer. We'll see uh, if we can do this in under an hour. Uh, all right. So first thing I got sequel to 2020 Sonic, the Hedgehog, Sonic, the Hedgehog two has cast Idris Alba as the voice of Knuckles, which I don't know if that voice cast fits for me right now, but I guess we'll see what they do with Knuckles. Uh, yeah, uh, the movie is set Knuckles to release. Sounds like sex, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Uh, the movie is set to release right now, April 9th, 2022. Uh, next story. Deadline is reporting that Disney Plus is moving forward with another movie for The Rocketeer. Uh, the title is being is being called The Return of the Rocketeer and will be written by Ed Ricourt, uh, produced by David and Jessica Aiello. Why can't I say the name? Aiello? Um, possibility with David to star. Story is said to revolve around a retired Tuskegee Airman who takes up the mantle of The Rocketeer. There's no word on a release date or if this is actually happening, really. Uh, this is still just like, hey, this is something we might be working on. But me personally, I'm a fan of The Rocketeer. I fucking love that movie, so I am all for this. If they do it, I'd love to see some callbacks to the original. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sounds like a sequel. It almost sounds like The Rocketeer existed in this right. movie, and this is just someone else that finds the rocket and takes right. up the mantle. I'm assuming the older gentleman in the first movie is since gone, but um, maybe the original Rocketeer can be... A voice yeah, for I'd the new guy or something? Love a cameo or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is this from the 60s? The Rocketeer? Yeah. It was what, early 90s? The the one that came out was in the 90s sometime. Uh, it was it. set set later, but it was it was uh made in the 90s. Uh all right. Uh what else we got? HBO Max is working on a Birds of Prey spin-off about the Black Canary that would bring back Journey Smollett in the role of Black Canary. Movie will be written by Misha Green, who has done Lovecraft Country, which I think I think Journey Smollett stars in Lovecraft 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 Country. So I think it's where the two of them are getting together to talk about this one. Uh, as we'll talk about later, there are movie release schedules. A bunch of them are in flux. Uh, Paramount shuffled around some of their big block, blockbuster movies back in September. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was set to release November nineteenth. It has now been moved to May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. Uh, originally May 27th, 2022 was meant to be the date for Mission Impossible 7, so now that has been bumped to September 30th, 2022. So, just an FYI for those movies. Uh, we also got our first trailer for Matrix Resurrections, uh, probably a month or two ago. At this point, because we're, we're catching up on news from a while ago. Uh, the movie is set to release on HBO Max and December 22nd, or, sorry, in theaters and HBO Max on December 22nd. 2021 so we will get that movie by the end of the year this year this year nice i love how keanu looks like um john wick yeah but he's also neo it's pretty cool yeah that was i think all the teaser images that popped out for that everyone just said oh it's john wick in the matrix that's cool i'll see that yeah <laughs> uh so back in september sony had a digital playstation showcase event uh where they announced some upcoming games so we're getting a star wars knights of the old republic remake 
for PS5 and PC. Uh, possibility of it coming to Xbox later. I don't think that's. It's, I don't think it, it's, it's exclusive. It's a one year coming. exclusive. Okay. Yeah, so it's a timed exclusive, not a console exclusive. So eventually Xbox will get that. Uh, it is being labeled as a remake, not a remaster. So we will see how this turns out, what they do differently. Um, it's also worth noting it is not being made by Bioware or Obsidian. who Those two developers made the original KOTOR and KOTOR 2. It's being developed by Aspire. Aspire, I think? Aspire? Yeah. I don't know what else they've... Ian, do you know offhand what else they've done? I can't think of what else they've done. I didn't look that up. No, I think it's just an in-house Sony team that's worked on a multiple... I can't tell you offhand projects. They're not their like specific remaster studio, but they've helped out on that kind of stuff before. Okay. <clears throat> so we'll keep our eyes on that and see if we get more trailers and gameplay and see what that looks like as it's coming out. I don't think, we didn't get, even get a release date, so no idea how soon it's coming. Probably not soon. A couple years out, I, I would think. I think the... the People are saying they've been working on it already. Like, it's already been in development for a bit. Right, okay. So there's a chance it's been worked on for a bit still, but we, yeah, I would say at least two years before it comes out. Okay. Hopefully, uh, the developers making it were fans of the original. Yeah, I mean, the little... I feel like... They they definitely are, because I know in interviews, like, they pitched this project. They wanted to make this, you know? Right. Like this, so they had a Star Wars pitch, and they were like, "Hell yeah, they fucking picked us to Lucas." <laughs> you know, Lucas Games like liked our pitch. You know, we get right, to do it because I feel like, for instance, like Final Fantasy VII, like when they remade that, mm-hmm. I felt like it's still Square Enix, so mm-hmm. they were like, "Let's just do it different." And all the fans of the old like game were like, ah, "This isn't." <laughs> I, this isn't even remotely. I do wonder just because everyone knows the big story beat in this one, you know, like, are you going to do something different just because everyone knows the twist? I won't say it in case you somehow right. don't, but you know, like there's, you know, yeah, like I'm, I'm wondering a, too like it... me saying there's a twist is almost a spoiler. <laughs> I'm wondering uh-huh. too if like the if the combat's the same. Like, are they going to stick it turn based or is it going to be more? Yeah, something's changed. Either it'll be more like Dragon Age, or they'll modernize it into a, a real-time action game. Okay. <clears throat> See, that's that's what I'm afraid of because that was one of the um, luring things mm-hmm. to Final Fantasy VII original one, and then they turned it into like an action game, and that like I was in, and then I wasn't. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, it's an action game. Eh, F you, not playing it. Yeah, I'm hoping. They- yeah, a lot of these games. Do Go some a, a more of a mix of like a modern turn time based game, like a um like a pers- not even a persona, but um what was off the top of my head? Uh, some of the older Final Fantasies like have done it well, and I like um the new Yakuza Seven like a dragon did the blending of like real time and turn based very well. Like you were able to like it was still turn based in you know the selection screen, but you're able to move the characters around the battlefield almost like live kind of, and position them so that actually impacts stuff. You know, it's not like a static, you know, field of people. I think there's a lot of cool ways to do it, so I'm very excited when we get this trailer for what this game's gonna be, and just kind of just, we talked about this in the pre-show, this game runs on phones now. I really want to see if they will leverage next-gen hardware to really make this game fucking pop. Yeah, because there's not a lot here. It was just a reveal trailer saying, hey, this game is coming and we're the ones making it. That's it. There's no gameplay. There's no story. There's no nothing. This is it. Fuck you, Bioware. <laughs> yeah, they got enough on their plate, really. Uh, Anthem next two. we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, woohoo. <laughs> 
Uh, so also from the PlayStation Showcase, Insomniac gave us a new trailer for Marvel Spider-Man 2. The trailer seems to feature narration by Craven, the hunter, and it reveals Venom, voiced by Tony Todd, which I think is a fucking excellent voice cast for that. Uh, the only bad thing he... about the trailer is that the they said the release date isn't until sometime in 2023, so we got to wait two years at least probably for this game. What else has Tony Todd done? Uh, I know what he was. I think Candyman, right? Isn't Tony Todd? I fuck. I can't think of what else he's done, but yes, he's a recognizable voice. I feel like if you heard him, okay. Um, more like the deep gravelly type of voice. All right. Uh, what else did they do? Uh, and I think what was probably the most surprising reveal for me off of the PlayStation event, Insomniac also announced they are making a single-player, story-driven Wolverine game. Oh, I saw the trailer for that. It looked awesome. Yeah. Or not a trailer. It's like a little teaser. Yeah, thing, but... and if you did not know going in that that was a Wolverine game, like, you don't know it's him until he pops the claws at the end of the trailer, which was a yeah. fucking cool reveal. Wasn't it? And it, the graphics were amazing. Yes. So, I, Insomniac made a fucking killer Spider-Man game, and I cannot wait for... Well, technically, too, because they did Miles Morales, too. Miles Morales was an also a fucking great game. So, I am ecstatic for Spider-Man 2. I'm going to have to find myself a PS5 between now and 2023. Uh, but I will definitely be looking at and keeping a date, uh, keeping an eye on Wolverine, because there's no release date for this yet, either. So, I don't know when this is coming. That's but at least 2024, because no release date, and... My only concern is Wolverine has a similar problem to Superman with his regeneration ability. It just can be difficult right. to make the game difficult, you know, to, so it's a fun game. You know, the movie was terrible. The X-Men Origins movie was terrible, but the X-Men Origins Wolverine game was fucking great. And I don't remember who made that off the top of my head. Maybe Raven. I think Raven Software did that. Uh, but that game was awesome. So as far as like movie tie-in games, that was awesome. And I think my right now my top tier Wolverine game. I mean, I like all the, like, Ultimate Alliance games and some of those, so, team games, but as far as, like, single-player Wolverine game, that's that's the one that I... That's the, that's only the bar No way, man. The Nintendo Entertainment System Wolverine, that, that shit was hard. I remember that game being hard as shit. I remember playing that at yeah. your house and never getting past, like, level two. Fuck that yeah. game. <laughs> the crazy part was there was only two levels. Oh, see? We were halfway there, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> uh, um, all right. I, oh, good. Sorry, Andy. You said... Uh, they made a killer Spider-Man game, but I really hope that they sort of go a little bit more brutal with the Wolverine because I know right. like Spider-Man really doesn't kill people, right. or whatever, or tries not to. You know, I I feel like we'll I I would love to see some like Wolverine rage moments. I think in some way, almost like Logan, but yeah, you know. I mean, I, I think on, Insomniac gets a handle on these characters. I think they know exactly what to do with them. Again, just from basing it off of Spider-Man and, you know, some of their other character-driven games, I think I think they can nail character. And I think they know what fans would probably want out of a Wolverine game, which is what you're describing. So right. I'm, I'm expecting that stuff. Um, all right, so what else we got? Uh, first trailer for Disney's Disney Plus's uh, and Marvel's Hawkeye series dropped. So the series confirms a November 24th release date. We will be getting the first two episodes on that date. Uh, Netflix is making an anime series for Tomb Raider. The series will take place after the events of Square Enix's rebooted Tomb Raider trilogy and it is confirmed that Haley Atwell will voice Laura Croft. Which I am all for. Haley Atwell. Uh, Peggy Carter. Oh, shit, nice. 
Uh, what else we got? In the story that uh, might have had Andy wet himself, I think, when it was announced, Sony TV and PlayStation are working on a live-action Twisted Metal series with a take on it from Deadpool writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, and we'll have Anthony Mackie in the lead as John Doe. Yeah. I think, I'm pumped about this. Yeah, I think we talked, uh, like, you know, off-air about that, but I think, you know, you've been harping, let's see some more Twisted Metal shit, whether it's a game or a series or movie or something, so you're you're getting something. Yeah, the the game they released for PS3, I think it was just called Twisted Metal, um, was sort of, in my opinion, a disservice to fans. It just it just didn't have the meat that all the other ones did. Yeah, like you can only play like three characters, and there were only like three stories. And the awesome part about Twisted Metal in the past was every character had a story, and you could like play through it, and it was pretty cool. So. Right. I do know that uh, the original creator of Twisted Metal, and like he made all like. He was a producer of all the games or whatever. I think his last name is Jaffe. I can't remember his first name. Is has nothing to do with either the show or the new game coming up. So, and he's he's a little jaded about that. So, are they doing it? I'm, I'm assuming like a, I assumed they probably do a tie-in game of some kind, but I don't know if I saw that somewhere. Are they doing a new game? Do you know? Yeah. Okay. I, I I thought I read that they're doing a show and a game like coinciding. Okay. I mean that would make sense. You use one to promote the other. Right. And I want to say, did you already mention that? Uh, Falcon was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anthony Mackie is in the lead. And the only character from the Twisted Metal games that I can remember that was a John Doe uh, was, I want to say Roadkill in Twisted Metal Black was John Doe. Okay. I think I vaguely remember so, that character. So he may be playing Roadkill, like the car. Roadkill, yeah. But. Nice. All right. So, well, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. See if we get a trailer or some other announcements between now and then. Uh, no release date on that. So I don't know when it's coming, but it's being worked on. <clears throat> uh, November 12th has been labeled as Disney Plus Day since that marks the second anniversary of the launch of Disney Plus. Disney has revealed there are a bunch of premieres and specials dropping on the service that day, including, if you have not seen Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that will be on Disney Plus for, not premiere access, just for everybody. Uh, on November 12th, uh, Jungle Cruise drops that day. We get a Star Wars special look at something, which I think is thought to be some sort of look at the Boba Fett series, or just Boba Fett in general. Is Jungle Cruise going to be premiere? Uh, no, I think all of these are just for subscribers of the service. No premiere access or anything like that. Okay. Um, and we're getting some sort of, it didn't tell us what, but some sort of Marvel special look. So we'll have to see what that is on November 12th. Uh, and speaking of the Boba Fett series, the Book of Boba Fett, well, we got a release date. That debuts on Disney Plus on December 29th. So I'm looking forward to that one for sure. This month. Not this, Not no, this December. Month, this year. December, Durr. yes, this year. December 29th, yes. Uh, Warner Brothers has shifted the release date for the third Fantastic Beasts movie. Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, has been moved up three months from July 15th to April 15th, 2022. And we will see how this movie handles Mads Mikkelsen replacing Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Uh, James Gunn confirmed that Will Poulter has been added to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and will play Adam Warlock, who was teased at the end credits of Volume 2. And who, do you know who Will Poulter is? Uh, I know he was in We're the Millers. Oh, okay, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I know he's been in some other stuff, but that's the first one that came to my like mind. Maze Runner and... Yeah. Yeah, a couple other things, but... Uh, so what else we got? Uh, Nintendo had a digital event about some upcoming projects. Uh, the one announcement that seemed to send shockwaves through the internet was the announcement of an animated Super Mario Brothers movie, 
which is scheduled to release on December 21st, 2022. I don't think it was the announcement of the movie that had the internet buzzing. It was the cast. So I'm going to go through the cast and we can talk about some of this for a little bit. I mean, um, though, but you can get a chance, though, to, does it have Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper starring a movie? <laughs> you got to do it, right? That's, yeah, I think you're you're a little bit outdated. And, I, and for I his, don't think so. Kind of crappy as that movie is, I fucking love it. So I will, I will defend that movie. Fucking John Linguizamo as Luigi, I love it. Let's go. Uh, so for this movie, uh, we have Chris Pratt as Mario, Anna Taylor Joy as Peach. I can understand that. I'm good with that. Charlie Day as Luigi, <laughs> Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. I don't know if I know who that is. That's uh, the Seba- like, wizard. Okay. Uh, Sebastian Manasalco as Spike. And Charles Martinet, who is actually the voice of Mario in the games, is only listed as having surprise cameos. So, I don't, I don't know how I feel, but, like, I can't tell what kind of tone this movie is going for. None of this voice cast seems like it fits. Aside from maybe, like, I could see Anna Taylor-Joy as Peach, Kegel-Michael Key as Toad fits for me. Everybody else, I'm like, what the fuck is this movie trying to do? Well, Jack Black as Bowser makes sense to me. Like, he does a lot of good voice work, and I think he can get to, like, that growler level, but, like, he doesn't have to be, like, you know, like, gravel in his throat, but I think he can do, like, a evil fire lizard thing okay yeah i just i'll hope give you he that doesn't sound like kung fu panda turtle right <laughs> like i don't i don't know it's it's i mean going to it, this list it's the the one where you're like okay i understand exactly what this cast list is is when you get to seth rogan and it's okay we need this this movie needs to sell uh we're getting the minions people to make it uh, fuck the video games. There was never, there's no more, there's no story and there's no lore. So it's going to be whatever. <laughs> Just throw a bunch of names in there. Cause uh, we need people, we needed it to make like, you know, let's say seven fifty. So there's your cast list. That's your, Hey, yeah, I mean, let's I'm, make seven fifty cast list. I, re- I really want to see the trailer. Like I, I, I have a lot of resentment to it right now. I'm a very hesitant to this movie, but the trailer and seeing it all come together may change my mind, but right now I am—I I have a very low expectation, I think, for this movie. And how much of it is a slap in the face? If you are the voice of Mario and you don't get Mario, okay, and then you just be surprised. Do you know that voice? I, I couldn't tell you the name behind the voice, but if I heard him talk as Mario, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's, that's Mario. And you want that for two hours? No, that's why he's not <laughs> voicing Mario. That's not a two-hour voice. That's, uh, okay, the game booted up voice, and, oh, I jumped a voice. You know, that's not a, <laughs> yeah. that's not a drive of a plot voice. <laughs> I, I can't imagine he has more than, like, ten phrases that he says in any video game, so. I think there's, there's what, games. I don't, I don't know that he could really carry a movie by talking like Mario. I think there's definitely Mario games that I haven't played where he's talked more. That are a little bit more plot driven, but yeah, I think the ones that come to mind, yeah, it's a lot of just grunting and jumping no, noises, but and like the ones that are more plot driven. Other people talk to Mario, right? You know, it's not Mario okay, fair driving. Point, fair it. point. Like the only times Mario even pretends to talk are like the Paper Mario games that aren't voiced. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my Mario game ignorance then. 
but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I just, that's just my, I guess, distaste. I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes. My bar is low. I don't know. Do you, yeah, are you guys I'm looking forward reserve. to it or? I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to reserve judgment I'll, until I hear. I just and wanted see, to get Sonic. You know, I want them to release a trailer to get ass blasted, and then they have to change something. That's all. I, want. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care it didn't about work anything for else. Sonic. I just wanted that, to get Sonic. That would, that would actually be pretty funny. It would also um, be funny to I, me if Sonic makes more money than this movie. He finally wins something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious to see what kind of animation they're going to go with. Oh, yeah. If it's going to be like more of a Pixar or more of like a cel-shaded... I think it'll be like, like the Minions movies. It's that studio. I assume it's going to look like that. Okay. My so only what, question is animation? if they start live action or if it's going to be fully animated. Ian, is that a uh, DreamWorks? Is that who does it? Or... Well, it's uh, Illumination Studios. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Anything else for, for Mario cast? I think that's all I got. Nothing. All right. Uh, so again, not too long ago, uh, it's on pretty sure I put this on. I don't know if I put it on Twitter, but definitely on Facebook. Uh, I posted about how, Marvel announced a bunch of new untitled release dates. So they were putting out dates, but they didn't tell us what they were going to be. Uh, we can pretty much ignore all of that because just this week, Disney announced that they were delaying a handful of movies over the next couple of years, and a few of those dates just disappear from the schedule altogether. Uh, it's unclear if these projects themselves are gone or if just the release dates are being removed until things become a little bit more concrete, and then they'll do another, hey, we got stuff coming out these dates again. Uh, so... I'm just going to go down the list of what's moving, and then we can talk about a little bit if we want to. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness uh, was set to come out March 25th, 2022. That has been delayed to May 6th, 2022. And then this becomes the domino effect of all of your Marvel movies having dates lined up that it just pushes everything else down the line. So Thor Love and Thunder was supposed to be May 6th, 2022. That got pushed to July 8th, 2022. Black Panther Wakanda Forever was supposed to be July 8th, 2022. That got pushed to November 11th, 2022. The Marvels, which was the Captain Marvel sequel that now has a couple other characters in it, was set to release November 22nd, or sorry, November 11th, 2022. That got pushed to February 17th, 2023. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium was supposed to be February 17th, 2023. That got pushed to July 28th, 2023. Uh, one of the untitled Marvel movies was scheduled for November 10th, 2023. That got moved up a week to November 3rd, 2023. Uh, there are some other untitled Marvel movies. One for July 28th, 2023 that has been removed. Another Marvel movie that was on October 6th, 2023 that has been removed. And then there's some other Disney titles that get shifted around too. Indiana Jones 5 was supposed to be July 29th, 2022. That got delayed almost a year to June 30th, 2023. An untitled live-action Disney movie uh, from July 14th, 2023 is gone. And an untitled Fox movie uh, under the 20th, 20th century, I think, banner. Because it's not 20th century Fox anymore, it's just 20th century. Uh, that was due out October 20th, 2023. That's been kicked and removed. So, I think the, the reasoning behind it, like, people were wondering, this came out right after DC Fandom, if, if DC movies and hype for the Batman was pushing Marvel movies back, this could not happen that quickly. These, these delays were in the works well before DC Fandom. 
the official PR press release has basically said like these a lot of these movies just needed more time in production and they didn't want to rush it. So they're giving everybody a little bit more time and pushing everybody back is the way to do it just to keep everybody in line and on schedule. And everybody seemed to be fine for that. So that's what they ended up doing. Uh, you guys have anything to add for these? I mean, this I'd rather them make a good movie and push it back just to put like finishing touches on it than rush one out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Ian? I, the only reason this gets announced is for shareholders. Pretty much. Like, I can't keep track of the dates for these movies anyway, and I only sort of pay attention to them when they do stuff like this. And then I forget about them a week later. Especially because, you know, over the last year and a half, everything moves every three months. You can't keep track of anything anymore. So, who knows if even these dates hold. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about them if they shift, but this is where we're at right now. Like, we recorded an episode last year, and now, like, a year later, if we were recording this bloat of a show, I could be watching Dune in my house. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, yeah, I was gonna, what else was I gonna, oh, so we were, I know we talked about how, you know, we were at the point where we were getting a Marvel movie every two months, well, now we get that three-month gap or something, no, it's gonna be five months, because we're not gonna get, we're gonna get Spider-Man in December, the next one after that was set to be Doctor Strange in March, and that has now been pushed to May, so we have a five-month gap there between December and May, where there's no Marvel stuff, so. You think people will we'll see forget? if we, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. I'm not going to. I just wonder if it's going to be, if they're going to put out some other stuff on Disney Plus to hold us over until then, or if this is going to be like some actual little drought. But uh, we'll see. Uh, anything else to add for this one or move on? Nothing else? Nope. Okay. Uh, so this was kind of a big one for me today. This last minute addition to the, to the show. Uh, Sony debuted the first trailer for their Uncharted movie which was set to release on February 18th, 2022. The film was directed by Ruben Fleischer, who directed Zombieland 1 and 2 and the first Venom movie. Uh, the film will star, star Tom Holland and, as Nathan Drake and Mark, Mark Wahlberg as Nate's partner, Victor Sullivan. Uh, I've talked about this movie numerous times on the show before. <clears throat> it has been stuck in development hell for well over 10 years. Uh, going back to like 2010, David O. Russell, who directed The Fighter, Silver Linings Playbook, uh, American Hustle, like, you know, art, artist type of director, uh, was attached to direct an Uncharted movie. Coincidentally, Mark Wahlberg was supposed to star in that movie as Nathan Drake. Uh, Russell's pitch for the movie had something where he was trying to push a family of treasure hunters that are, I think he, he quoted, as, quoted it as a force to be reckoned with in the world of international art and antiquities that deals with heads of state and heads of museums and mets out justice. It was rumored to have Robert De Niro play Nate's father and Joe Pesci as Nate's uncle. Nothing about the pitch for that movie sounds like it fits Uncharted if you've played any of the games. And Sounds like a mob movie. Yeah. So that was the one that got a lot of traction for a while, and then the internet kind of exploded, and eventually, like a year later, sometime in 2011, David O. Russell backed out after numerous script changes and all this kind of stuff. Um, he went on to make Silver Linings Playbook, so he was fine after that. He has nothing to worry about. And then the game continued to be stuck in development hell with a shift of writers, directors, just revolving door over and over and over again. It didn't seem like this was going to happen. Um, so fast forward to today. We have our first look at the movie. What feels like, you know, what the movie feels like. We get a sense of the tone. Again, this is a movie I've been highly anticipating. I think 
and while I think the trailer looks cool, I think it's taking a lot of iconography from the games. Um, I'm having a hard time separating Nolan North's voice of Nathan Drake. And I'm trying really hard to take this for what it is, but it's like I can't separate that in my mind because I'm so married to it for the games, which is something I was afraid of. Like, I have I have such a love for this franchise as a video game that... And I, I might have questioned it at the time when Tom Holland was cast that I was he looks too young, but, I mean, Sony's going for young because they probably want this to be a franchise that lasts 10 years. So you want to get somebody in the role that's going to grow into it. I get that. But I don't know. All those years that Nathan Fillion was rumored to be, or, you know, the fans were pushing for him to be the Nathan Drake, I think would have fit so much more. But There was even a, a fan movie made, right, they, which was actually pretty good. Yeah, Nathan Fillion and some friends of his, I guess, made that just because they knew at this point he's never going to get Nathan Drake, and he's wanted to do it. The fans have wanted him to do it. So there was that 15-minute or 10-minute short film that came out a couple years ago. That is great. So if you haven't found that and watched it, check it out. Um, I know we talked about it on the show at the at the time time it came out, but um, yeah, you know, Sony Sony wants the star power. Uncharted itself, I don't think, is enough to sell a movie. The it's brand not. is not that big. Yeah, so Nathan Fillion is not a billion dollar movie star, right? Which is why he never got the role to begin with. They they want the star power to push the movie, and Tom Holland is hot right now. This is the Mario and... Brothers casting part two. <laughs> it, in a sense, yes, yeah, just go for the star power, name recognition, put some people in there that people like. And let it let it roll. I just have to, I I me personally, I have to get better at, at separating the games and the movie, and let the movie do its own thing, and try to just take it for what it is. But it's also kind of difficult, I think, when the movie, at least the trailer, is trying to put a lot of like the greatest hit stuff in there from the game. So it's like I'm seeing stuff that I've played in the movie, which looks really cool, and then it's like you get to like Nathan Drake and some of the characters, and I'm like, it doesn't look like it fits for me. But I don't know. I think that's just my own personal hurdle to get over. I am very excited for this. I'm going to see it day one. It's just the trailer has me still, I don't, I don't know, not second guessing, but hesitant. I don't know. But I don't, Andy, you and I sort of talked before we started recording. You played what, the second game? Did you play any more than that? No, I, I played the second game. That's it. Okay. Did you finish it or just play it a little bit through? Actually, it's one of the few ones that I did actually finish. Okay. So you have a sense of what the franchise is and what the games have done. What did you think of the trailer? Um,. The trailer to me seemed to show all of the action sequences more than it showed really anything else. Um, and the action sequences look cool. Uh, there was, there were a few points that didn't look doable, like almost like it was like a transporter movie or like a Fast and Furious movie, you know, where like they defy gravity, right? You know? I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Hopefully that's not the case. No, they did the uh, math. Ludacris got to space. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I thought from what I saw, Mark Wahlberg looked good as the older buddy guy. And that uh, Nathan Drake himself looked good. um, But I I, I wasn't as sold on the voice as you were. So I thought it looked, I thought he looked good. Yeah, I think I think it it looks like the game. It I think it hits the tone of the game. The action isn't something I don't think I worried about knowing that they were doing a movie like this. Like I expected that kind of even a little bit over the top like that cuz I think the games are like that too. Um what they don't show enough about in the trailer and I'm hoping you know you, when you see the movie there's a lot more of that in there is just like the character dynamic between them. Like I want to see more of like Nate and Sully just like 
going on adventures together in that dynamic and how they work together and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the 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 fun parts about the game, in my opinion, the, the, just the one game that I played, were the exploring, finding like the traps and um, puzzles and, and and things like that. Yeah, more so than any of the fighting. Yeah. Okay. Sequences. So I I, I liked the interaction between like all the characters and whatnot. I, I don't know. I liked the drama aspects of it more than I liked like the action sequences yeah. of it. So to see the trailer, all action, while it looks cool, I'm curious to see what the meat of the movie is going to be like. And I hope it's got some meat, I guess is what I'm trying to put it. I think, again, I think I brought it up probably other times we talked about it, but I always saw the tones for these movies, or at least the Uncharted, if they made it into a movie trying to mimic something like Indiana Jones or National Treasure. Like, that's the kind of tone and, and, and adventure kind of feel I think you need for these movies. I think it's it's getting there. It looks like they're leaning a lot more into the action, I think, than some of those movies do. But, and I think, you know, I think they're taking some of the bigger set pieces that are in the games that are much more action-focused and putting them in the movie. So I don't know if that's just like, hey, you know, we have one shot at making this movie good. Let's just pick whatever we can and throw it in there. Or if this is just a culmination of like having a hundred people work on a script over and over again and revise it, that they're just picking and choosing what worked in some and just mashing it all together and making a movie, you know, it for a movie that goes into development hell for that long, it's hard to tell what, what comes out of it, what kind of mutation could be done for that long. I don't know. But either way, like I said, I am excited. I will see it either way. Ian, I'll, I'll give you the floor if you want to chime in. I know you said you haven't played the games and don't really give a shit about the trailer, really, but if you want to add something. No. Crickets. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Andy, I'll anything else it. from you, or we'll move on? I'll I'll see it, you know. Um, I, I I just hope that the coolest parts of the movie I haven't already seen. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think from here on out, I'm not going to watch any more trailers. I'll just see it when it comes out. I mean, there's um, also there. a movie I'm anticipating that was in development hell for years and was considered unfilmable. So, you know, we'll see how that goes for me. Is that one that's out or coming out? It's called Dune. You may have heard of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm planning to see that this weekend. So, me too. We'll reconvene. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we'll have to. Well, maybe we'll do a podcast on it. Yeah, maybe we'll see it together even. <laughs> that could be a thing. Andy, you plan on seeing Dune? You're gonna go to the theater. I, at least watch I it would at home? love, I would love to see Dune, um, and I would love to see it in the theater because I think it looks really fucking cool. But I'm a little hesitant because all the Dune movies that my dad used to watch, I didn't understand because I was too young, <laughs> and they were fucking weird, and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little hesitant just from that aspect. But all the trailers make it look really fucking cool, yeah. so I really do want to see it. And like he read the books and he loved the movie. And then I think the sci-fi had like a mini series mm-hmm. as well that he liked, you know, and people rave about the books. So I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like in the middle. I don't have like great high expectations, but I do want to see it. Cause I feel like that is a, a must see in the theater experience instead of right. Like, you know, like I mean, I got a pretty decent sized TV, but it's definitely not like the experience of a theater. Right. Well, if you get around to it, let us know. We'll try to we'll try to wait till everybody sees it and and get a podcast together for it. Okay. Yeah, I want to see that in the, the Eternals. So. Yeah, that'll be another one to talk about in a couple of weeks too, for sure. Um. All right. So we'll move on to so the DC fandom stuffs next. I kind of just started bullet pointing some of the recap that has gone on through the event. So we'll we'll sort of use it like the the quick hit stuff. I'll go through what we got. 
And if we want to, if these guys want to chime in and we want to stop, stop on something for a little bit, we can do that. Otherwise I'll just try to keep on rolling. Uh, so last weekend DC held their second digital only event, which was a four hour ish presentation about what they got coming up. Uh, again, we're going to run through it quickly. If you're here to listen to what we think about the trailer for the Batman, I am sorry to disappoint you. We will not be covering that. All three of us would rather avoid any other trailers going forward. Uh, so at this point, the movie releases in March. We'll we'll talk about it after it releases and we see it. Other than that, we'll move on. Uh, first thing to open the show, we had The Rock introduce us to a first look at Black Adam, which releases in theaters July 29th, 2022. There was no trailer. It was like, hey, this is sort of what we're trying to do for the movie. Here's a quick clip of when characters stumble upon Black Adam for the first time, which looked really cool. Like, he seems like a badass, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this works in the rest of the movie but you know that was cool i'm for it i i it, i got a vibe of um ian's buddy's directorial dc universe that's the vibe i got Zack snyder from this yep did you did you watch that clip ian i don't remember if you watched no it but right. i guess i have okay. to now because apparently me and zach <laughs> wrote some do- dollars <laughs> uh didn't you get that vibe like it was a darker more gritty yeah it's it well, I mean Shazam had had pieces of stuff like that. Like it somehow veered into that dark tone and then just snapped right back to like a kids movie. Not as often as like a Zack Snyder thing, but yeah. But I mean Marvel sort of like hedges that line too. But right. Snyder went like past yeah, it, you know like. <laughs> but I mean Black Adam is supposed to be more or less some sort of uh what am I thinking of like antagonist to Shazam. I always thought that was right. how it sort of worked. So at some right, point yeah. you feel like Black Adam is going to have to f- somehow interact with Shazam and Shazam seems to be a lighter tone movie. So I don't know if Black Adam's going to stay there. But yes, from the little clip that we get, it did seem like it was it was leaning that direction. So I mean that's an that's an interaction I'm anticipating. I want to see Shazam and Black Adam finally get together and see what that showdown's like. I I don't think we'll get it in either sh- the Shazam sequel or this Black Adam movie. It's got to be somewhere down the line. But I don't I'll know. Be looking forward to that for sure. It's not what they did like, last time. Like the credit hits, you know, like... could be yeah, yeah. And I don't, you'd think you'd like to think what they did last time they learned from it since it didn't really work that well. But I guess we'll see. I I could be wrong. I mean, I think everyone enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> I, I did enjoy it. I can't I can't fault you for there for that one. Yeah, I liked it. Um, another thing we got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is in production. So they all they shared was a behind the scenes video for that. Uh, the movie releases December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. Uh, that just had like the director James Wan and and um, why can't I think of his name? Who plays Aquaman? What the fuck, Jason Momoa? Uh, they were going around set talking about what the movie's gonna do. Showed some production concept art and stuff like that. So not a lot there. They're making another one. If you like the first one, I'm sure you'll like this one. I kind of iffy on the middle of the road for the first one. It was fine, I think, but we'll see. Uh, Andy, I, did I you just, watch, you watch this one, right? Uh, yes. I just hope that the the new one sort of fixes the problem where, like, the problem always finds him. Oh yeah. When he's in, yeah, just like. Have a conversation. Something explodes. Got to go do this. Having a conversation. <laughs> Something explodes. Got to go do this. Uh, having a conversation. Something explodes. Got to go do this. I just, he said it was going to be more mature. So I, I hope it's more, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how to even put it. They're blood explosions this time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I only saw the first one once 
and I kind of forgot about the explosion transition to new things until you just mentioned it. And I'm like, yeah, that movie did do that. God damn it. Yeah, well, not necessarily explosions, but, like, someone would burst through a wall, and you're like, oh, i got to fight this guy. And then, like, they would do their thing, and then, like, something would happen. And then, right. oh, i got to fight this guy now. You know, there was always that, like... <gasps> yeah, like, I do remember now that. This, <gasps> now this. <gasps> yeah, now this. like, and, the propelling and, of the story just seemed like it was rocky. fine, like, a couple times. But, I mean, but, that can also like, work I, I would really like well, them I think. To, like, it, they, they can. Because, like, that's like, basically John but, Wick. You know, just thing but, but keep he, happening, he has, like, happening, 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 happening. Keep thing, thing. Okay, breather, because yeah, I'm hurt. He happening, has, happening, 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 happening. Overarching, like his overarching, like theme, I guess, is better. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I, don't like, know. I think I'm, first one. This definitely was with just, Andy. My I think dog died. One. You know, like that's yeah. all it is. Dog died. I gotta kill that guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> And that's like, you know, what you're describing, you're not wrong. I just, I don't know why John Wick seems to do it so much better than what the first Aquaman did. When essentially, yeah, they, they work on the same like story transition and pacing kind if of that John way, Wick but... doesn't talk, you can put yourself in the role really easily, just like the Matrix, because Keanu maybe, has yeah, no that... personality. I can't, I can't argue that. That could be right too. Yeah, but I, but I hope it's more like predetermined, like. I don't know. I I, f- I felt like Aquaman could have mo- used some story smoothing. I suppose. Yeah. Instead I would of agree. like valleys and valleys and hills. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next one we got. Uh, they had a new trailer for Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game, Kill the Justice League. Uh, still no gameplay, so I still have no idea how this game will play, what it looks like. But I mean, the tone they showed in the trailer, I think, looks fun. It fits Suicide Squad, so that looks cool. So what has uh, Bebop and Rocksteady worked on before? <laughs> uh, Rocksteady has done the Arkham series of the Batman games. Oh, okay. Like the uh, the old... like PS Arkham series. Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight. That was Rocksteady. Okay. Yeah, they didn't do the really bad ones. Yeah, Arkham Origins was not Rocksteady. And that one was, that was the one that faced not great. That was, yeah, it was... Yeah, not the... I haven't, I haven't played it because I heard it was crap. Or at least crap compared to the other ones, but... Yeah, that was. I don't think it was as well received as as the other three were. That's putting it kindly. <laughs> uh, next up, we got our first trailer for James Gunn's Peacemaker series for HBO Max, uh, and we finally got a release date for that. So it hits January thirteenth, twenty twenty two. I mean, the trailer looks probably about as fun and weird as I'd expect from a show like this. I think John Cena looks like he's having a time time of his life playing this character, which I think just makes it fun and kind of makes me want to watch it. I still haven't seen the first or the the newer Suicide Squad Suicide Squad movie, so okay, I can't really speak to him being in the role. So I didn't watch the trailer because I figured there might be spoilers. Fair enough. Fair enough. I feel like the character is if they ever actually had John Cena turn heel in wrestling, like this is almost what it'd be like a comical sociopath Captain America thing, you know? Yeah. Like, that's... I'm just wondering how that's gonna. We talked about it, I think, when we reviewed the movie. I'm very curious how it's gonna work as a tv show yeah i think i think there's definitely an arc that needs to be had for peacemaker i'm wondering if he's going to turn the corner one way or the other or if it's just going to be like this is what he is and this is how he reacts well, to things that and i think his character works better with other characters so i right hopefully there's a couple there's some reoccurring people that play off him well yeah he does have a supporting cast that seems to spin off from the suicide squad movie the majority so, yeah, we'll have to see how that dynamic works and how they all play off each other, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be fun. 
Uh, next up, we had a segment that celebrated the 20th anniversary of Smallville. Uh, I mean, it th- th- that seemed cool. I never actually watched the series, so I couldn't really get invested in that portion. Um, but I know Smallville has a big following. There's a lot of people that like that show. So if you enjoy Smallville and want a little recap and look back at the 20th anniversary, that's out there. You can find that video online. Check it out. Um, I've seen, like two episodes of Smallville and they were both the same episode, probably like a year apart. And they were both the entire length of the, the show runtime for that single episode mm-hmm. were, it was like an advertisement for stride stride gum. What kind of gum was it? <laughs> Wait, it was just was an it, ad so, for some, gum. Was it five gum? Yeah. No, it wasn't five. Cause that was before five came around, but it was like a eclipse. Maybe. No, Try I can't it. remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> no, no, but Starburst. Um, <laughs> Starburst is a gum. But like some kind of shit happened at, at a gum factory, and it was like every every scene had packs of that gum like flying in your face because of the action that was happening. And I'm like, I'm like this is the fucking worst advertisement I have ever fucking seen. And my buddy was like, "See, isn't it great? Isn't Smallville great?" I'm like, "I'm never watching this fucking shit again. I, I don't like need to buy their gum, and I don't need Superman to sell me fucking gum." And he's not even Superman yet. <laughs> would would you give the series a shot, or is that those two episodes, the, the one episode you saw twice, has just ruined you? Fuck no. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Superman's slogan has changed from truth, justice, and the American way to tr- truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Internet seemed to have field day, field day with that one, but deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I the I, the. People are upset about it, but like the whole point of that is, is just to make the character have broader global appeal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. Every everything. Everybody sees stuff as a personal attack. That's not attacking you or the way you do things. It's just they Superman is meant to, to be the beacon of hope. When Superman was a communist. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, there is a animated movie called DC's League of Super Pets that's apparently happening. Fuck yeah! Uh, that it is. releases May twentieth, twenty twenty two. We got a mid season trailer for Doom Patrol's third season. Uh, I mean, that's a show that's on my back catalog. I haven't started it, so I didn't watch the trailer. But you know, it's out there if you want to check it out. Uh, another I've thing we got. Oh, sorry, good. Go I've heard it's good, but I haven't checked that out myself. Yeah, I've heard that and Titans is good, but they're both on my back catalog. I haven't watched those haven't dove into those yet and started checking them out i've also heard titans is really good um ezra miller's flash movie is currently in production and we got a little bit of a teaser video it wasn't labeled as a trailer uh just kind of showing clips and some scenes i guess from the movie to tease what's out there uh it definitely seems like they're going for the flashpoint storyline which i think we talked about and was uh mentioned as far as like the plot synopsis when the movie was happening uh, the video that they showed is narrated by Michael Keaton. We do see a Batman cowl. So, I mean, all that, I think, was confirmed in the casting anyway. So that's not really a surprise, but it's still really cool to, I think, see that sort of coming together. Uh, it definitely got me excited for the movie. Uh, did either of you check out that video? I enjoyed, I think, the most was you almost see him pull the the sheet off of what I can only assume is the Batmobile. Right. And then the video goes black and I'm like, son of a, <laughs> <laughs> well, they know how to tease you. Yeah. 
Uh, Ian, did you check that one out or no? No, I think I said most of these, like, wait and see the movie. I really only do trailers when I know going in we're discussing them. The only thing I'm still, I guess, curious about is why Keaton. What do you mean? There's other Batman. I... It's probably one of those things like he... I plus, feel like Keaton, he's I think, is more known for his role as Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> the superior superhero film. Which is just his play on Batman, more or less. It was really good. <laughs> You're not wrong. But, I, I mean, I think I always feel like, you know, Keaton always said he was never going to come back to Batman. So I think it's fun that they just backed up a truckload of money and said, here, come be Batman again. And he goes, okay. I just we get Birdman 2 out of it, sure. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Netflix is making a live-action Sandman show. Uh, they teased a poster uh, that showed a first look of Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer Morningstar. So that is out there, too, if you want a first look at a character. I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Neil Gaiman uh, wrote this mm-hmm. originally as a graphic novel, I believe. And um, I've always wanted to, like, get into it, but I, I just, like, that, that catalog never really got to it. So I'm pretty curious to to see this. The Sandman universe is big because, like Andy, I've always wanted to start reading it. But like when you see all of the Sandman books and stuff, you're like this is this might be an undertaking. And Neil Gaiman's a great writer. I've read some of his stuff. Like he had that um, is that other show on Netflix that the good whatever Good Omens. Good Omens. I read that book. He, yeah, he was a co-writer on that. Was really good. He had a great collection of just like. Uh, Norse mythology stories that I really enjoyed. So I oh, I read that one too. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah, he's an amazing writer, and I very excited to see. I the show is probably how I'll get into Sandman now, and it'll force me into the comic books, assuming they don't you know fuck it up. <laughs> I feel like there, and I didn't have enough time to try to research a little bit more, but I think there are two different net, like Sandman things going on right now. I think there's the live action show that's going to Netflix. And I don't remember if it's Netflix or somewhere else, but I'm pretty sure there's an audio show going on that I'm trying to remember. It was a pretty big cast, like top build cast, I think, that they had for the yeah. audio show. Like, I remember James McAvoy, I think, was part of it. I don't remember who he's playing. Kat Dennings was deaf, I think. Oh, that might be right. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember the full list, but there is definitely some sort of audio Sandman thing out there. So feel free to check that out. I can try to update later if I remember to look it up and, and post about it or something. But he won't. Yeah, probably not because <laughs> I'm already trying to move on to the next thing. But yeah, it's it, definitely something that's out there. I think it's it has at least started now. I thought I saw some like a commercial or something for some sort of second chapter or season or however they do the audio part of it. But yeah, the second one is out now. I think. Okay. Yeah, because they they released the first season free on uh, one of the one of the uh, Audible maybe was it Audible? Okay, that would make sense. Yeah, but uh, I don't. Know, I was hesitant about that because I'm not sure how well a graphic novel reads, like audio wise. Yeah, it, like there's a lot of visual elements to that, you know. But well, I guess it'd be the same as doing just like an audio book. Well, like I wonder if it's more like too. one of the old school radio plays. Which could be. Yeah, I guess if anybody's listened to it, <laughs> feel free to leave us a comment. Let us know what we think, if it's any good. Uh, Alright, next up. Uh, the story of the Injustice video game is being turned into an animated movie. Uh, they showed a clip from the film, which looked to be basically the moment that would send Superman over the edge. Uh, the film is actually available now on home video. Um... The little bit that I got from the clip, I mean, it fits what I know of the Injustice story. 
the one thing that stuck out to me for a little bit that showed whoever voices the Joker, I felt like was way off. Like that just took me out of it completely. Everything else I think was fine, but the voice of the Joker, I was like, what the hell are they going for here? But he was way darker than what I was expecting. Yeah, honestly. I don't know. It, it's it's so weird to me. Like I don't think I. I... But it's a pretty dark storyline, so right. I actually sort of enjoyed that. I mean, I, I don't maybe it's just me personally, but I feel like there there's something about voice actors and characters that when I get a voice married to a character, it's so difficult for me to separate that voice from someone else doing the voice. Do you so know what you I mean? were hoping Mark Hamill. <laughs> like I can't. Every time I hear Batman that's not Kevin Connery or hear Joker that's not Mark Hamill, it fucks with me so bad. I don't know if that's just me, but that's that's the kind of stuff that I go through with animated movies. Is like it really takes me a bit to get into it and get used to people voicing characters that are different than what I'm expecting or used to. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I'd try to watch the movie at some point, but that that little clip. The, the Joker thing threw me off. Um, Ian, did you check out the clip or anything about the movie? I watched the fandom thing they had on it. had the small clip and then, you know, some stuff with the video game. And then they had, I thought, a very pleasant interview. Uh, J- J- Jeff Keighley interviewing uh, Justin Hartley, who's voicing Superman, who voiced Quiver Oliver in Quiver Queen, sorry, in Smallville. <laughs> so they got Green Arrow from Smallville to voice Superman. And they, of course, had the one, the only Ed Boon there, who is the big guy at Neversoft that basically created not just Injustice, but Mortal Kombat and, like, voice characters in Mortal Kombat and still does. Like, they even put him in the new Mortal Kombat movie to do voices, like, parts. And one thing that I think Ed Boon pointed out that I think is really cool about this is he's so used to being on the other side of it, where you make video games about movies and comic books. And now he's been able to create something that's gone the other direction. And he thought, talked about just how cool it is to like create something and see it keep expanding and expanding first with the comic book series they did. And now this animated film, I think it's going to be really cool. I played a, the second game because it was like free with games of gold or something. I yeah. enjoyed it, but I'm not a super huge fighting game guy. So like that's why I probably never got through all of them, but I always really interested in the story. So I'm real keen to check this out. I mean, it's got like Laura Bailey in it too, who I think we all know is a very big video game voice actress. So I think it's it's got a nice cast. I didn't have the issue with the Joker myself because I I'm just not built that way, built different. Right. That's fine. I, I get it. I I think it's really cool because it's kind of it's a much more epic I think version of Marvel's Civil War. Like I think more's on the line almost. Like it's just yeah grander scale because of the super type of superpowers involved and that it's less register for the American government and more Superman is the government. Yeah. Yeah. I do think the, the, like I've played both on injustice one and two. And I think the story for both of those games is fantastic. Like they set up a really cool world in a chain of events and like, you believe it, like you, this could be the thing that sets Superman over the edge. And I'm like, yes, I, I get it. I understand. And then, you know, they, the heroes pick sides. Like, there's some people that swear allegiance to Superman, and, you know, Batman and some others lead the resistance against Superman. Like, that's a really cool type of story to tell. So, yeah, I'd be curious how, how closely, or if the, if the animated movie does a little bit different storytelling and take the story maybe different directions than what the games did. I didn't read the comics, so I don't know if the comic did anything different or if it was more a literal adaptation of the game story. 
Right, so did the comic come out after the game, or did the game spawn because of the comic? I think the game was first, and mm -hmm. then the comic came yeah. next. The game told okay. a completely original story. Okay. I don't remember the uh, submarine in the original game, honestly, but I know, like, I think... The, the the stuff that makes Superman go crazy is, is essentially the same mm -hmm. in, in both, but I think it's different in, like, how it happens. Yeah, I think the, the moral of the story is the Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane. Right. And then that makes him go crazy. And that's that's the story. How do you stop Superman when he goes nuts? Right. And I, I think we know. You, you just watch Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> All the secrets are there. Uh, all right. Anything else for injustice? Okay. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's available to to buy or rent now. So really, if you wanted to, I don't know when it's going to hit HBO Max. I don't know if they have a timetable for that, but it is it is available on like 4K Blu-ray and stuff and digital today. Uh, all right. Next we have, and I think I kind of forgot that we're making this, but they're making a Blue Beetle movie. Uh, they have they had directors. Angel Manuel Soto and Gareth Dunnett Alsacor uh, debuted the first look at the suit, which I think the suit for Blue Beetle looked pretty cool. I don't really know too much about the character, but the suit itself looked really cool. So we'll see where the movie goes. Uh, we get a new trailer for Gotham Knights, which sets up the Court of Owls story for the game. Um, I think there was, the trailer didn't really show any gameplay, very little, I think, if any. Uh, so I'd still like to see more information there and how this game plays. I, 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 it seems like it's setting itself up to be a co-op game. I don't remember if they confirmed that yet or not. Um, it seems like it's in the vein of the Arkham games. I don't know if it's meant to be a sequel series to the Arkham games. Like, I'm, I'm curious how all that fits, if it's its own thing or somewhere in the timeline. But either way, I think it looks interesting, and I would like to try it and see how it goes. I love the Arkham games. If it's anything like that, I am, I am on board. Uh, next we got a animated movie for Catwoman called Catwoman Hunted, uh, which has Catwoman attempting to steal a priceless jewel that puts her squarely in the crosshairs of both a power consortium of villains, the ever-resourceful Interpol, and Batwoman. Uh, they're describing this movie as having an anime-inspired style, and it actually releases on my birthday, February 8th, 2022. Woot woot! Uh... Ian, I think you said you watched this one, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm really intrigued by this one. It's directed by, and it'll be his first solo directing job, Shinsuke Terasawa, who's done different art for a bunch of different anime, including um, the 2014 Pokemon movie and also several Lupin animated films. So I don't know if you guys know about Lupin the Third, but he's... I do not. It's a character from the 70s that's still... A new show, like anime, just came out this season, like last month where it's basically you know the world famous criminal that goes around stealing stuff right so i think it's gonna be I've seen yeah i've seen some lupon mm -hmm. uh, i want to say it used to be on what adults one correct yeah so they had some yeah, of the older ones on there both okay. places i always get those two confused because they had it on both that's what's really confusing <laughs> and now <laughs> okay. and now toonami airs during alone. adult swims time block on saturdays so it's even more what confusing the fuck? <laughs> they also made a live action Lupin movie and um in the US and 
it's a really cool capers. They've had some amazing Lupin films. The first Lupin film was directed by the guy who started up Ghibli Studios. So it's a oh, nice. proud history there. And I think with this Catwoman thing, if they do that, like a caper film with Catwoman, I think it could be really cool. And of course, it heavily featured this trailer, Batwoman. So I'm really excited to see her as well as I'm a big fan of Batwoman as well. So I think this project could be something super cool. And hopefully Warner keeps doing this kind of thing like we talked about with Visions last week. You know, just letting other people take stabs at their properties. Yeah, I don't know if they've done any, any other... Not that I've followed a lot of the animations for like the animated movies and stuff like that. Like what kind of anima- animation style they used. Because I guess this does seem a little bit different than what I've seen anyway. I mean, to me, I, I was the first like, one they did. like, oh, that's anime. Yeah, uh, and I don't know it. if it's the first one they did like that. Do you know one way or the other? I don't know for sure, but it's the only one I've recalled seeing that okay. looks like this and not their more typical stuff from like Young Justice or, you know, the right. Killing Joke or something. Right, okay. I think the animation looks really cool and mm-hmm. it looks like a, a pretty interesting premise. Yeah, I, I have fallen so far behind on like the DC animated stuff, but I know a lot of it is on HBO Max, but it's all part of my back catalog of shit that I probably needed to sit down and try to get through. But I know there's a lot on there that I think look interesting and I'd like to watch. This does look cool too. I would like to check this out. If it, I don't know if I probably wouldn't get it when it comes out, but if it's HBO Max at some point, I'll probably try to watch it. Um, Along with Catwoman, there were five other animated movies set to be released that they talked about. Uh, They have Constantine, The House of Mystery, which features the voice of Matt Ryan as Constantine, who plays Constantine uh, on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Teen Titans Go! and DC Superhero Girls Mayhem in the Multiverse is another one they're going to do. Green Lantern, Beware My Power is coming. DC Battle of the Super Sons will be the first CG animated movie for DC. Uh, And then they're doing Batman The Long Halloween Deluxe Edition, which brings both parts of that story into one movie, and it will be released on 4K for the first time. Uh, What else we got? Legend of Tomorrow celebrates its 100th episode. Uh, I love this show a lot, actually. Uh, I fell behind the last couple seasons, so I'm not up to date, so I didn't really watch anything like celebrating the milestone. Uh, But I don't know, like... Having watched like Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, uh, Legends of Tomorrow was in that block. All four of those shows were the ones that were on concurrently and crossing over for big events and stuff like that. I started not really caring about Legends. Legends has become one of my favorite shows on the CW right now. Uh, it's so weird and funny and like self-deprecating and stuff, but it's it's really fun if you are looking for a DC show to jump into. I don't know if you can just jump into to this one because it takes like side characters from flash and arrow and puts them into their own series. So it helps having a little bit of that background. Uh, and you know, the CW shows get a little bit confusing when you get to the crossover episodes and you're only watching one show. You're not really sure what the hell's going on as far as the greater story, but just like comic books. Hey, yeah, they, they really lean into that kind of thing. And I think, I think legends does it so well where it's just, it's so fucking weird. And it's, it, it took it probably a season or two to find its tone and how they wanted to fit and separate itself from the other DC shows. Uh, but I think they hit their stride, and I think they're doing really good work with that show. So if you're curious, I highly recommend that show. Check it out. Uh, something I don't know if I realized was happening, but they are making a Batgirl live-action movie. Uh, they had the directors, uh, Adley L. 
Arby and Bilal Falah there. Uh, the writer, Christina Hodson, and apparently will star Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon. So they talked a little bit about like the production, what they're going for, that kind of thing, uh, that Barbara will have a cowl with her red hair. Apparently that was a big thing. They showed production art for that and said this is what it's going to look like. So that's a thing to be excited for. I don't know if – I don't remember them seeing a release date or anything like that, but it's coming. It's happening. Uh, what, uh, I'm not familiar with Leslie Grace. I don't. I didn't have the time to even look up what she did yet, and okay. I don't know if I could do it on the fly. So, Ian, if you check, I'll let me it. know. It's almost <laughs> like I'll this is a jam-packed way. episode. I know. You can tell I really put this together and had time to prep and, and wasn't just you know, randomly just... add stuff as I saw headlines. Yeah. At the last minute, every time I kind of looked at the news sites everywhere. So, I don't, Ian, if you get anything, let me know. I'm not looking at uh, Okay, fair enough. We'll just move on. What's, what's her name again? Leslie Grace. Okay, gotcha. So, and if you hear anything, let me know. <laughs> uh, Titans is getting a season four. So, it's another show that, again, is on my back catalog. I didn't watch the sneak peek trailer that they had just because I haven't watched the show. But it's it's one I've heard good things about. I would like to watch it. I will get there eventually. I don't know when. But that show's still going on. Uh, Harley Quinn animated series gave a sneak peek for season three. Again, another show that I need to watch. I think, Ian, you've watched this one, yeah, right? The Harley I've Quinn show? Yeah, it. It's really good, fun. Surprisingly adult and violent, but uh, once again, <laughs> Batman don't eat puss. I remember that being a thing. <laughs> I didn't watch the show, but I remember that. Uh, speaking of Batman, so there were interviews with uh, the Batman director, Matt Reeves, J.J. Uh, Abrams, Bruce Timm, and James Tucker as they talked about their upcoming animated series, Batman Caped Crusader. Uh, they described it as a reimagining of the Batman mythology born out of a noir sensibility and set in the timeless world that harkens back to the 1940s. Bruce Tim, during his conversation, had talked about how he couldn't get away with like as much nuanced and violenced and darker themes on the 90s animated series. So this show could really lean into those elements a little bit more. So that has me excited. I think this creative team has me excited and what they're describing sounds awesome. So I really want to see how this animated series comes together and what this looks like. Uh, we got a little bit of behind-the-scenes look for Shazam 2, which is Shazam Fury of the Gods. Uh, I really like Shazam 1. I love Zachary Levi, uh, you know, man crush type of thing. Uh, I'm very excited for the sequel. I, th I think the first one's a lot of fun, uh, so I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do with the sequel and see where this goes. I think they're going to lean into more mature themes for this one, which will eventually help them sort of bridge that gap between, like, sort of really kid-friendly Shazam and sort of like really sort of brutal Black Adam. Okay, yeah. You know, um, I thought that uh, both Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren looked really good in their roles from, from what I saw from the little bit that they showed us. Uh, the thing I didn't like about Shazam was I didn't care for all of the... Have you seen it, Ian? No. Well, I didn't care for the end where... You can spoil it. You know, he... <laughs> he got like his his group of super friends, right? And and I'm not sure how that's gonna go carrying forward, but I just I feel like that's like it's it's it ought not to be a group of super people. Well, I think part of the thing that Black Adam Black Adam has his own entourage too, or at least there are other okay. heroes in his movie. Okay. So I don't know if that's an eventual thing they could lead to one entourage versus the other. You know, the the teams versus each other. But, yeah, if, if if you're looking at the eventual uh, collision of these two properties, that could be something that, that comes into play, too. 
Uh, what else we got? Wonder Woman celebrated her 80th anniversary for 2021. Uh, and we got confirmation that Wonder Woman 3 is in development. Not that that's a surprise to anyone, but it's happening. Uh, and then the last thing I guess they covered for the DC fandom was the trailer for the Batman. Again, we're not going to talk about that here. So this is where the DC fandom stuff ends. Uh, the Batman releases March 4th, 2022. We will talk about it. At, I, I guess I just realized, you know, Doctor Strange moved out of March. So now we have the Batman to look forward to in March. So that could be the big thing to talk about. So anyway, we'll talk about the Batman after we see it in March. Uh, any other trailers that come out, we will, we will be avoiding. Uh, and then the last topic we're going to cover, and I saved it for last because it's the only reason he's here. We're going to talk about Netflix's Cowboy Bebop, the live action series. Uh, they Netflix has debuted probably a couple weeks ago. They showed the opening intro for the show. And then just this week, they gave us the first trailer for the show. Uh, and I'm pretty much completely oblivious to this show and the anime source material. So I'm going to toss it to Ian. He can let us know what we need to know and we'll go from there. It was 1998 when the world came alive. A sci-fi show so profound. Cowboy Bebop originated as a project with Bandai's Toy Division as a sponsor. The goal of the project? Sell spacecraft toys. Director Shinshiro Wantabane says his only instruction was to have a spaceship in the show. He was free to do anything else. Bandai reviewed early footage and felt it was clear Wantabane's vision for the series did not match theirs. Believing toys would not sell from this show, Bandai pulled out. The show was in developmental hell for a little bit until Bandai Visual, sister company to Bandai, stepped in <laughs> to sponsor it. With the new sponsor, there was no longer a need to sell toys, allowing Watabane somehow even more freedom. While working on the show, Watabane would often tell the animation staff the show would be something memorable up to three decades later. Watabane created the character Spike first, and he started the project by telling a story that would make Spike look cool. Tsavane knew how he wanted the series to end before he'd even finished creating it fully in his mind. He did not want the show to end up like Star Trek. He didn't want to be tied to it for years and years working on new episodes. On September 2nd, 2001, Cowboy Bebop aired on Adult Swim for the first time. It was the first ever anime to air on Adult Swim, and the first time the show had been broadcast in the U.S. The show was such a tremendous success on Adult Swim it has continued to air at least once a year on the block since 2007. Cowboy Bebop is one of the greatest combinations of animation and music to have been created, a profound success with Western audiences and being one of the big animes to draw people into the fandom. Its cultural significance in the Western anime community cannot be overstated. At the big picture level, Cowboy Bebop is a show of um, a ragtag group of bounty hunters coming together to catch bounties to live and it's just cool as shit looking to watch it's a great combination <laughs> of jazz music action scenes character and story development it's just one of the smoothest coolest shows and it was actually like one of those anime that's much more popular in the west than japan which isn't usually how okay. it goes like it was almost like designed for western audiences like when tabane would later go on to create a show called space dandy where he actually built that for Western audiences in mind, like going in. So to get into like how this meds with the trailer. So you mentioned they did uh, the opening of the show. They showed us that was right, a right. shot for shot remake of the anime's opening using the same opening song, which is called tank, which was done by Yoko Kano. She actually filmed, she formed a musical group called the seatbelts to do all the music for this show. 
Oh, sweet. And okay. she's like so well known in Japan. She did the music for the enthronement of their current emperor. Oh, shit. All right. And she's involved with this Netflix project, not just for the opening, but in the music in the series. So okay. she's an nice. immense talent to have involved because like she literally came up with the theme for the enthronement of the current emperor of Japan. <laughs> So at the end of the day, like watching that opening and just see, like it shows you a bunch of characters you knew from watching the anime and kind of giving you a brief hint at what they would look like and being like, OK, they're really just doing this. And then we saw the Lost Sessions trailer. Now, Brian had mentioned this. Why is it called the Lost Sessions? Why? Yeah. Why is that a thing? So the Cowboy Bebop DVDs are called the Perfect Sessions. So they're just, so just they're just playing off that as a lost sessions is it's the lost ones because it's live action so it's like because they're gonna kind of retell the story it's like okay. trying to like hint that to you that it's not we're not they don't want to fuck it up I think is the big thing here everything we've yeah. seen about this show is that they're trying to make it a lot like the anime which some people obviously have an issue with because you can't please everyone I think it looks beautiful I was really impressed by the costumes um. The one big departure was Faye Valentine's design. She's the main girl in the trailer you guys watched. Yeah. Her regular anime outfit's more promiscuous. They have her wearing a lot more clothing in this, which I'm fine with. It's not a deal breaker to me. I, you know, I, it doesn't really matter. So I know people are going to complain about that, but I think John Cho as Spike really fits the part, and he looks yeah. like it. And I, I'm really excited for the show because this... this such a great show and the fight scenes they showed us in that trailer look so fluid and just amazing and I wonder if that was stuff shot for the trailer or if that's kind of how the show's going to look like with those like multiple angles of the same like sequence kind of thing I really wonder if that was just for that or if that's something incorporated into the show proper yeah go ahead Ian or Andy go ahead so I does the anime sort of have them like cross through like comic book no that was just for the like trailer that, that's okay that that's was gonna be one of my questions so so the show's not gonna do that i would hope not i, I liked how they did it and it was sort of like it was cool how they sort of like broke through the walls mm -hmm. and used the walls and and i i really liked that i was just curious if that was like a throwback to the anime or it's like the show's not going to be that fucking chaotic, which I liked, but yeah, it didn't shouldn't like. be like that. Because so, like the okay. bars thing was reminiscent more to the show's opening, which uses like bars to break up stuff, but that's not that yeah. doesn't translate into the show proper. I'm hoping that's just a, a thing for this trailer because that could get very annoying. It was spread out over ten or whatever how many episodes this is, so I think that's just going to be a trailer thing. See, I like that a lot. Like, that's that's the kind of thing that interests me. Like, I knew nothing about the anime, like, other than, like, hey, this thing exists, and that's kind of what... I had a vague idea of what the characters look like, so I do kind of that going in. Uh, right. But that trailer, with like you guys are describing, with the bar with the bar that transitions back and forth and the way they melded all the scenes together like that, like, it... And the internet kind of gave this to me, but it kind of reminded me of, like, Scott Pilgrim transitions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I fucking dig that movie a lot, and I love that style and aesthetic, and I... I from the trailer I was hoping they bring that more into the show like that was just watching the trailer that's the gist I get for what they're sort of going for so now to me I feel like I'd be a little bit disappointed if they don't lean into that a little bit more in this show as it, itself and not just the trailer you mean specifically the bar or like just the look overall of the trailer 
Well, I guess both. Okay. Like, if they transition scenes or anything like that with the bar, like the. Well, way I think that, they... that could work with like scene transit. I just don't want you know like how like they're throwing it back and forth almost like in in the same scene, oh, right. but different. Okay. I don't want that. Like, okay. but I could see like doing Fair, that for that. different yeah. like scene transitions and stuff. I think would be really that'd be acceptable. I just don't. That's almost too busy to add that element into over the thing. You know. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, but I, I got you. Yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't be that freaking chaotic, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like if they're just doing, they're going to do a transition, if they do it like that, I think that would add like this, like mystique to it. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, either way, I think that the trailer alone, not really knowing too much of anything about Cowboy Bebop, like I'm in, I, I am going to watch this. I have a bunch, like I keep mentioning, I have a bunch of shit on my back catalog I should watch. This is going to jump most of that stuff. I will watch this opposed to other stuff. Oh yeah, I might be binging the fuck out of this one, like. <laughs> I'm real excited for this now. Um, this is like a, this is probably one of the shows that got me into anime. Like it's why I was watching Adult Swim at the time. Like and I had a yeah. birthday party. We watched the movie for this show. Is the just out of curiosity? Is the anime for this available somewhere to watch and stream? Is it on Netflix or is it somewhere else? Yeah, they just launched uh, today on Netflix. The the anime version of Cowboy Bebop Correct. is on October twenty first. Okay. It came out. Okay. Like the entirety of it? All 26 episodes, and I think... I'm not 100% sure if the movie's on there, though. I know the full TV show part of the, like is on there, all 26 episodes. See, even just to hold oh, me so- over until next month, like, I'm I'm even debating watching the anime now before mm-hmm. this show comes out. It's So, that's that's it? Like, they've only made one season, that's all they're ever gonna do? Like- it, um, without spoiling it, it ended. Okay. <laughs> There's a definitive ending. Yes. And okay. some people like were not happy with Muntabane when he told them that. He's like, I know what this ending is. It's in it's hinted at throughout the series how it's gonna end. It's kind of in the opening. Like what's gonna happen. not like how it ends, but like what our final thing is. He's like, I'm no, this is ending. I have a vision. <laughs> Kudos to him then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we mentioned it, but the show, the the live action Cowboy Bebop, drops on Netflix November nineteenth. So we have a little bit less than a month before this is out. Which November nineteenth is a busy fucking weekend. That's Battlefield weekend. That's Ghostbusters weekend. Cowboy Bebop weekend. There's a lot of shit going on. So if we were to try to catch up to the anime, Ian, do you watch the show first and then the movie, or the movie and then the show, or the, is there like an order to the, it? The the movie just takes place during the show, but there's no really a specific timing. It's more of a one-off. Oh, okay, I gotcha. You would probably watch the show first to get introduced to the characters and then fit the movie in at some point before the end, probably. But you could watch it afterwards, because the movie did come out, I think, after the anime, but it just takes place during it. Oh, so it it sort of just, like, calls back to a different... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, there's an overarching story, but most of the episodes are, like, independent one-offs, you know? There's not... Outside of, like, five, six episodes, you don't really need to watch them in a certain order, you know? Like, you kind of just... They're just telling the story of that bounty. But there is... But there's an overarching theme, and some of the episodes, you know, connect in that way. It's like, those are the ones you would have to watch in order, but there's some you're not. Like, I'm super excited for several of these episodes, because... They've hinted they're going to be in it through, like, I've seen the characters in the stuff they've released, 
and it also feels like they're doing it like there's one that's literally about like a space trucker that's super into metal and i'm so <laughs> hyped because i th if they do that that's gonna be a fucking amazing episode like i'm real excited <laughs> and like even this trailer um you remember there was the guy with like the samurai the katana that like popped up and like right. the music changed that's the same music from the show that they use with those two characters and I literally got goosebumps when it happened. Like, I was, like, oh, my fucking God. Like, it brought back so many memories. I'm very, very, very excited for this show and very excited that, once again, I'm keeping this a very anime-heavy podcast for us. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you that I was also into anime at the time that this came mm -hmm. out, and I specifically did not watch this anime Based on the title, <laughs> I didn't have one have anything to do with anything that had to do with cowboys, and I didn't want to have anything to do with anything that had to do with bebopping. No, so I was <laughs> like, I, I have no desire to watch this whatsoever. I like that. That's the reason. Like <laughs> for some yeah. reason, it's just, just still funny to me. Yeah, I mean, well, you see, you see it like on the listings and the thing, like cowboy bebop. Well, I ain't watching that. <laughs> that's true. Like, well, yeah, we're looking through like the guide and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we did. I don't think we could look through the guide at that point. Maybe it was like in the newspaper. Or oh yeah, like TV like guide. You'd actually have Old to buy yeah, the TV and, guide. Like, <laughs> I had to sign on to AOL and listen to that fucking modem go to like actually like look and see it was on TV. You know, like. <laughs> oh, we're dating ourselves so bad. Uh, I don't know anything else for for this one. I'm I'm excited. I don't I don't know if I'm, I'm as as excited as Ian, but I'm excited for this. I didn't know that John Cho was going to do this, but uh, I, I'm a fan of John Cho. I think he's very good in all the roles that he's done. I think he's hilarious as uh, as Harold. Yeah. Um. So I, I am excited about this. I didn't know it was happening, and when I watched the trailer, I was just kind of like, I don't know what's going on, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the things I'm really excited about is um. There's a whole episode dedicated to this, but Spike's fighting style is described as like flowing like water. Like a lot of reactionary, and I kind of just I'm very excited to see how they filmed it because it can be very John Wick esque if they want. And the okay. other big thing with this series is is like with Tobinay, the director purposely did not include any cursing because it was still he wanted oh, yeah, kids okay. to like it, but also to appeal to adults. So I'm yeah curious because in the trailer, Faye almost swears at one point before they cut from it. So I'm curious how they'll go with that route and if it'll be a little more mature tone or keep that element where it's more of an all ages viewing right okay and i I don't remember if we talked about it, if you talked about it maybe i forgot already is there anyone involved with the anime involved with the live action or is it completely different like crew and i mean production side just yoko for the music okay she's okay. involved and i don't believe anyone else is like that with Tabane's not even like a producer on it at least executive producer but um, okay. the studio that made it, Sunrise, is listed as one of the production companies, but I couldn't tell you how much say they have in it. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, I guess, I mean, for not really having too much involved with the original, like, source material, I think they're doing a pretty good, like, homage, at least, to the source material, from what I understand. From what we've seen so far, it's very much there, and I think that's what's turned over some fans. I did see some of my anime people complaining that the trailer looked like an old Navy commercial because of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of got like when they said that. I was like, yeah, I, I see what you mean. But I thought it was really stylish and cool. And I, I'm very much biased on this one, just like Ghost in the Shell. 
this is one of just like Ghost in the Shell, this is one of those ones I watched on Adult Swim that got me into this whole freaky franchise that got me watching like a, girl, a show about a man dating five monster girls. So, Monster Masu. Yeah, Masume. Yes. Masume. I was close. You're so close. So, I'm very. I only know about that because Ian talks about it all the time. <laughs> so, I'm really excited to see what it is. And I, it was really nice that they ended the trailer by showing us the Bebop. Bebop's the name of the ship. <laughs> okay. See, I didn't know that. Uh, Andy, you got anything else to add? Uh, nope. But we did cover two things in this podcast today that were Rocksteady and Bebop. <laughs> I I thought about that joke and I kept it to myself because I didn't want to turn it away from more turtle shit that we had going on. I thought that's why Andy brought it up originally. <laughs> <laughs> See, it all comes back to turtles. Every episode, we find a way to plug that turtle stuff in here. Which is coming up on a future episode of Rewind Theater, TMNT, The Good Years. <laughs> that's true. At some point, we will get to that one. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. It's all, it's all we got. And I think it's going to put us about an hour and a half, which I think is pretty good considering all the shit we kind of burned through. Yes, Jason will be happy. So that's that bloat I was talking about. This could have been a nice, clean forty minutes. <laughs> it's it's definitely bloated. It's a little bit probably. Yeah, you're right. Probably about twice as long as we we were planning on it. But I still think it's pretty quick for our standards. It I either mean, way, for those standards. Yes, th- that's a hundred percent correct. One of these days, we'll get an episode under an hour. No, because then you'll bring up Star Wars, and then like last episode, <laughs> we'll go on a twenty minute diatribe about the expanded universe. <laughs> it happens shit that doesn't happens. happen yeah shit we've happens. never spent three hours on a trailer like three hours on a trailer <laughs> it wasn't even a trailer i think it was a teaser that's the one everybody comes back to it's it's always the force awakens trailer i was still early days of the podcast i was still trying to figure out how to do this shit i can't believe no one just still left know what the hell we're doing <laughs> guys it's been two and a half hours i'm not doing we haven't even gotten to the second 30 seconds <laughs> I mean, they have they have podcasts that take you know it's it's one minute of a movie or something like that. I just didn't know you could divide that into numerous episodes. I tried to fit it all in one episode in a trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one hour per minute of the trailer. I got it. That's how you do this shit. Um, all right, well that's it for us. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. Make sure you can follow, subscribe to the show to keep up with us. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Hopefully, anywhere you're finding a podcast, you can find us. Search for us on Facebook, uh, Bry Guy and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, hit us up as an email. Uh, send us an email, Friends at gmail.com. It's legit. It works. I won't check it. It's fine. It's there. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BG Friends. That I will see. That will get back to you. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitch at Jedi Bry Guy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. And so for hot. whenever we decide to go live, uh, there's talk of us maybe doing it for 250. We're at, I think, like 241-ish now. That might be where we're at. So if we decide to actually nail that down and, and plan something like that, I will start promoting that in the next couple episodes. We'll We'll try to figure that out. One, what we're going to do for that episode, and two, if we still want to do it live. So either way, I will keep you guys posted in the future, and that's it for us. On behalf of Andy, Ian, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya, Space Cowboy. 
the wheel of fate. <laughs> Does it not even with any of the rewind theater shit? <laughs> Josh will be so proud. <laughs>